We are back. <laughs> Here is our first episode coming back to the Salon Professional Podcast. You guys asked for it. So I'm here with Craig Michaud. We are going to talk Hello. State of the Union. <laughs> the State of the Union. It is April 2023, and that's what we're going to speak to is the State of the Union. It's been a while. Let's dig right in. Let's dig in. What is the state of our beauty industry right now, our professional beauty industry? The professional beauty industry is uh, in a tough spot right now. Okay. And I think that I think a lot of it has to do with where people's mindsets at. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of behavior, behavior changes that if we look back to before 2019, 2018, we probably wouldn't have seen. And to give you an example, yeah, I, I, I need I, to know what those I are. Think that, I think it's interesting what happened with COVID. I think COVID changed a lot of people's um, philosophy around a lot of things. A, uh, their life balance, life work balance. Was, it's all was, you keep hearing about. was yes. a huge change. And I think for the better. Don't get me wrong. Yep. I think COVID gave everyone a chance to sit back and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is most important? Right. That type of and thing. And actually living a work-life balance. Yes. And I think what's happened now, what I'm seeing, and this is, I'm generalizing again, but it's just things that I'm seeing and things that I'm hearing is that a lot of times salon owners in particular are going in, working their tail off, mm -hmm. and then leaving the salon. So they're, they're so not taking that time to focus on the business. Correct, and it's and again, there are some salons that are knocking right. it out of the park. So it, please, I don't want to. Uh, I'm not trying to come at us. offend anyone. <laughs> I just noticed that. Um, uh, I would, there's a couple that I'm thinking in my head that all of a sudden they come in at six in the morning, they do their clients at 12 and then they leave, but the salon is still open. So when the salon owner is leaving the salon, right. then there's no leadership yes. in that salon for, from 12 to eight. Does that make sense? Yep. Is so I'm, I'm. And it's not that salon owners are not working, but when I look back at pre-COVID, say 2018, 2019, I would see salon owners spending more time in leadership positions in driving. Were they less behind the chair? You're saying, are they more behind the chair now? I think they're more behind the chair okay. because there's human there's, resource issues. Yep, there's been some real disruption in Absolutely. staffing. It's staffing has become an issue. So, I'm sympathetic <clears throat> and empathetic mm -hmm. to that plight. But the, how about this? The posting of the numbers, the, mm -hmm. the real focus around retail, the real focus. One-on-one -on -one meetings. One -on -one. I'm, I'm finding that at least in the salon owners that I'm talking about mm -hmm. when I'm asking, okay, what are you doing? Let's talk about what are your routines? What are your daily routines? Right. As being a salon owner, I'm finding that those routines are not as dominant as they were in 2018, 2019. So I think there is, I have a philosophy when the economy starts, um, not even necessarily the economy, because listen, when we talk about recession, we talk about depression. If, if your neighbor, I heard this statement that I just thought was just so Ooh. brilliant. 
And they basically said, in any economic climate, mm-hmm. if your neighbor loses their job, there's a recession. Mentally, at least in your... Your mindset, in right, your right, right, right. You lose your job, there's a depression. Mm-hmm. So when we start thinking about the whole notion of, of expansions, recessions, depressions, mm-hmm. all, all of that really comes down to a microcosm of what's going on in your business, what's going on in your life, and what's going on in your world. Right. What is happening outside with the news and all that? Listen, Lululemon's knocking it out of the park. And my God, I'm like telling my daughter, you want $120 leggings? Like... They're knocking out of the park. Killing it. But guess what? Restoration hardware is getting clobbered. Yeah. So what what is Lulu doing that Restoration hardware is not? And that's my point to this whole what are we what is our behavior Mm -hmm. what is our routine because that's the difference a lot of people want to basically be like okay the recession's off consumers aren't spending all that there is i can give you a litany of examples of where that's not the case. Those Stanley mugs or, oh, you know, water yeah. bottles that of are course. so the expensive. Yeti mugs, the, yeah. all of Hydro the, flask. People are spending yes. money. It's what they're doing is they're changing how they're spending mm-hmm. the money and they're making more cognizant decisions. And that's why what you do with your business, how you're working in and on your business becomes really more important now because... Important. Um, we were also, because of growth and expansion, 2021 was really good for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 2022 was awesome for mm-hmm. almost all the business until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting... We're feeling some... We're getting the backside of it. So when the economy as a whole starts to <clears throat> soften or there starts to become fear... You start to see um, you start to see the the kinks and the armors of mm-hmm. each business. And I, restoration hardware is just a perfect example. Here's a here's a business that appeals absolutely to the ultra rich, yes. the ultra high end, and they're saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" They, like their business is going down. It's softening. Mm-hmm. Um, Costco came out with their report that. And Costco is, no matter when you go in, it's busy. It's busy. They're saying the foot traffic is still the same, but the average consumer is spending 5% less okay. at Costco than they used to. But they didn't say the foot traffic was lower. They were just saying people are making different decisions. So what Costco is now doing is Costco is focusing more on soft goods instead of hard goods. Mm-hmm. So in their in their center aisles, if you go, there's less TVs and... Mm-hmm. Um, lawnmowers and yeah. stuff but they're they put a lot more into their artisan foods and their prepared meals <clears throat> and things clean like beauty that. too i see oh, a of lot course. of yeah. yeah i see a lot of so that on tiktok and i'm so. giving you these examples because there is a need for an adjustment okay when the consumer's buying patterns changes because the personal Beauty industry as a whole is up twenty percent and forecasted to grow another twenty percent. I believe each it, year for the next percent. three years. The Which segment? Basically, what it is is it's it's every segment. Okay. It's now it's now in color cosmetics. It's now in hair care. It's now in skin care. It's now in body relief. It's now in but like it's. It's across yeah. the whole board. The one interesting thing that happened with COVID is that p- 
people started to pamper themselves again. Oh my god, you can't like scalp, of course, face serums. I mean, I don't know if you. I'm sure you've heard like Elf Beauty brand. Of course, yeah, like, they've mastered it. Their launches price points are unbelievable, and they're, they're and they tell you how they're duping, like the like a Charlotte Tilbury, sure. which is still selling. Yep. So that $64 bottle of foundation selling and then their $14 dupe, which people are saying, influencers are saying is the same thing, is right. selling. Exactly. Like, it's incredible. And, and that's why from where our mindset is at mm-hmm. is so incredibly important. And finding that work-life balance, but also leading your team, giving direction for your organization. Mm-hmm appealing to your customers and having a range. I say, what do customers want retail wise? So what we've noticed is that, and it's something that we figured was going to happen, which was one of the reasons why we came out with current. Yeah. Is that, and I'm not trying to have this. No, no, we're just talking about a price point, right? We current has now given clients an opportunity to trade down. Where if you don't give your client an opportunity to trade down, they might just hold back the money. It's completely. your elf to Charlotte Tilbury. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. And, and both are doing well. Yes. And our Kevin Murphy continues I was saying, so to we've grow. got this luxury Kevin Murphy and these beautiful brands. Absolutely. Our, our Colorproof, our Kevin Murphy, yes. Tribe. Numa. All, all of those. They're doing phenomenal. And we've seen that salons bringing in the trade down price point for a current has actually helped salons from a from a sales standpoint not lose the business. And right. those are the things that we need to start looking at because a lot of times when when we're feeling that our business is tightening up, mm-hmm. we start to hold back and we start to get super protective of things. And at some point you need to Show that your clients, that you're in this. Right. That you're just not going through the motions. Like you don't have just like a bottle, dusty old bottle on the shelf. Exactly. Do you think like selling retail though has to be different than it always was? Like oh, just course. walk, like it's not just like walking up, here's what I used on you today. Like are we saying, like do you think like lessons and like real like, like what we're seeing all over social media, One love it or hate it? One of the things that was most interesting to me is that there was, there was a, um, a study that came out, uh, I forget what magazine I was reading. I just read so many different things. But the, um, and it, it struck me because it said that the average consumer that was in this survey relies heavier on influencers mm-hmm. than their salon professional that does their hair. The influencer is literally showing you exactly what to do. And I always, when I do my social classes... First thing I say is, do you consider yourself a beauty expert? And everybody goes, no. I go, really? Like, you have a license. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You actually like, have, like, a certificate that actually tells sure. you you're a beauty expert. But we're letting other people be the beauty yeah. expert. And they're doing a phenomenal job. Like, we're to a point. I don't know if you've heard of Alex Earl. Like, she has. I don't know that one. She's making $70,000 now. She's a University of Miami student. And she literally gets on and does Get Ready With Me. She's like, oh, I'm a little bit hungover. I'm going to use this today. She is selling more product. When she endorses a product, it is sold out immediately. Yeah. And she's literally like not just getting on there and doing a get ready with me. And, and I, that's where I look at from a, from a leadership standpoint, mm-hmm. our industry has 
given away that They're the expertise. influencer. Yeah, like you have someone, when you think about it, uh, say it's, um, say a client comes in for cut and color. Right? Yep. About an hour and a half to maybe a two hour appointment, somewhere around there. When I think about the ability to influence a consumer's mind, yeah. when you have an hour and a half to two hours with a particular customer or a particular guest versus an influencer that does a, three, a, two, a, two, a two to three minute, minute video, two minute video, it, it, it just goes to show that we as collectively as an industry have relinquished yes. that. And willingly, like surprisingly enough, we're like mm-hmm. willingly, which is one of the reasons why the beauty, professional beauty industry is within this overall industry that's growing at 20% a year and they're predicted to grow for another 20% for the next three years And our professional beauty industry is flat. So we're even, but there's a million more products in our orbit. Of course, and our <laughs> our industry is growing. So basically, what's happened is the pie is getting much bigger, right? But we're staying the same. We're not reaping the benefit of that pie right. increasing. And now, having said that, we can go down our Evolve Partner Plus salons and go through we have a number yeah. of people that are crushing it because they're well, doing what I'm talking they're about. They're taking advantage of things like free shipping, free back bar, so they're cutting bottom lines and then they're doing programs that Correct. are... They're working it in, yes. in the the salon owners are leading the teams yep. and they're coming up with new strategies and they're not relinquishing... They have more money to play with in terms of um, you know, uh, promotions and things because sure. they've saved on other... Pieces. They saved on other things. They've learned how to purchase promotions correctly so they can drive their margins. All the things and our that... our education's <laughs> killing it lately. I was like, oh my God, this off and on ASP class yesterday, uh, the mannequin heads looked like... I was like, they're on this tour right now. I was like blown away by that it, color. It's it. There's so many great things that are happening. When we start looking at it, it really comes down to where are you mentally? Mm-hmm. Where's your mindset? And... You as an owner need to get passion for your business again. Passion for your products. These products, the money we are, and I know we've said it forever and ever and ever and ever, but the money that we're leaving on the table, the things that I'll go to, I have to say, I've gone to Ulta to get the new Elf products because I saw a video. I was like, oh my God, these are awesome. And I know I'm going to love it. My kid's going to love it. Like, like, and it was all just seeing it, just seeing someone use it. So imagine you're sitting there like showing them face to face. And that's where the missed opportunity. So when you said, "Is does retail have to be sold differently?" I don't think it has to. I don't think it's a reinventing the wheel. I think it's reinventing a focus mm-hmm. back to it. I mean, when I think about it, um, when, when we were discussing Euphoria earlier, and we had the good fortune of representing Euphoria for a while, but they had their eight steps. They had a system that went through. They were and, showing you how to. And use they were showing every you how to use it and. And it doesn't have to be just with you four to do that. Right. Like, I mean, Aveda did it with 10 steps back in the sure. 90s. They had 10 steps because they included skincare. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? like the, the concept of that customer experience. If you're physically like, showing in your hands how much of that serum you're using, where you're placing it. Why you're placing why it. Why you're placing it. Putting it in their hands. 
talking about it in the consultation. Do like yeah. all of those just everyone wants a, a silver bullet. It's like, well, we should do like I listen. If like, I just had this hot product that everybody's talking about, my life would be better. Like, not only that, I talk to salon owners and they're like, well, what we do is we we now have uh, an Instagram booth and that's what we we do all the videos and they do all this stuff and I go. That's wonderful. Right. But when it's all said and done, you still have a thousand clients that come through your salon that you door. you physically could have purchased. Every month that you have an hour and a half with. Yeah. And yes, I do believe that the, um, I do believe that the Instagram and the social media. Sure. That that is an element of it. But when it's said and done, you have a thousand, the average salon yeah. is a thousand customers. So you have a thousand customers that are coming in, staying with you for an hour and a half every month. Captive. And if if like it's like that we, day it's not in their budget, then they see the video it, of you styling hair and like, oh, I love that product. Well, maybe I'll pop sure. online and buy it in between the visit, or maybe I'll pop into the salon and buy it. It's all those different touches. So. There, and that's what it is, is all the different mm-hmm. touches. But what I'm fearful of is that our Biggest competitive advantage in our industry is that person sitting right in front of you. Exactly. And we're not focused there. We're moving in a state of unconscious competence. Mm -hmm. So we're performing the movement, cutting of hair and coloring of hair brilliantly. But are we mentally present with that particular customer? And I think that's where... um, I think that's where that leadership. So, what are a couple of things to get back to in that client experience that maybe is lacking? So, so the first thing that, that, at least from my perspective, in any time when you're not happy with what's going on in your business, if the numbers aren't where they are, you immediately need to start communicating with your team twice as often as you had been. So, it's just kind of a rule of thumb. Jerry and I do it like when our business seems to be not exactly where it is, all of a sudden, our communication ramps up. So are you like, suggesting how is that commit? Like, are you having an extra meeting? Or are you just sent like sending out message? How is that? From going? my perspective, it's always best to have a meeting. Okay. Having said that, not I a doom have, and gloom, just like a check in. It's a check in. And what it is, is it's, uh, it, it's identifying what the most important behaviors are that mm-hmm. need to, that need to be in tra- uh, need to be entrenched in the business. So if the most important behavior Mm-hmm. that you deem is that before the client walks away, they you put the three to five items on the checkout desk yeah. that you used on them. If that's the most important, if that's the most important thing, then... We're taking five minutes to do, to teach them how to use the products. Correct. So, but that's, it, that becomes more of a, where are you lacking? So I keep on talking about retail. If you're right. knocking out a park with retail, but all of a sudden you're not getting enough new customers mm-hmm. to fill a pipeline because there's a decrease in customer spending, then guess what? You need a referral program. So uh, we keep on talking about retail, but it's not for every salon it's retail. There are some right. salons that are absolutely crushing it retail, but all of a sudden they, they're pre-booking, their their retention rate, like there's other problems. And that's where... A, that's where I think the benefit of what Evolve does and what our team leadership has the ability to come in and help. I was just going to suggest that, that they could have their sales consultant or the team leader of that sales consultant 
lead help work with the salon owner to lead that meeting so the meeting isn't feeling like this doom and gloom it's feeling like hey here's where we are with sure. new clients and we're gonna we're gonna put this system in place and be like it uh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off I oh, was no, just, no, no. i was just thinking about the business event that we're doing mm-hmm. and tyler gadwa and tyler murphy are each doing uh and craig for, Oh, he sold out. Sorry. I know. <laughs> yeah. But Tyler Gadwar and yeah. Tyler Murphy have each taken a really interesting topic of how to help grow salons businesses with current resources that are already available to them. And yeah, when so I, we're not reinventing. When I think about it, it's it's not like, oh my God, now you have to go and 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 buy a new Invest laser. Like, like yeah. it's not that. It's it's about here, this is things that are already structurally in place for you. You just need to do something with Use them. It. So, like, Tyler Murphy's going to be talking about um, the all the encore marketing things that mm-hmm. Evolve does and shows you different spins on how to use these resources. Yeah. And then Tyler Gadwa is, is putting together, he put together this unbelievable program that's all about how to increase that inclusive pricing strategy in a salon that we've been talking about for it's something i've been talking about for over a decade and um i love this inclusive pricing he figured out how to do it in the salon he figured out how to do it with your software system how Mm -hmm. to actually make it work in this like so he just took a simple idea and he ran with it and i think about those two things in the business event and i'm like may 8th may 8th yes that's what salons need to start looking at. Like getting into the tools that we already have. Exactly. The the tools are already there. Mm -hmm. Whatever we need to do is get back and say, I'm not going to relinquish this. When I start thinking about, and now I'm going to go back on retail for a second, even though I was talking about pre-booking and retention and everything like that. But when you think about salons, if a salon retail business goes down, 80% 80% of salons profits are those are is retail. Yeah. So if we allow retail to be relinquished to influencers and to be relinquished just to up and coming indie brands and that are online or Amazon or at Walmart or Target, all these new competitors are coming. If we sit back and just let that happen, right. You could find 80% of your profits leaving bye-bye right and that's what we're trying to help salon say listen we can provide all the tools we can bring the resources in but what it is is it's what happens daily from a behavior standpoint from a routine standpoint in your salon and it really has to do with what is acceptable in your salon i've always taught your lowest acceptable behavior becomes your standard so whatever behavior that you accept in a salon, that becomes your standard. Stand, most people think standards are this elevated thing. No, those are the superstars that everybody is like, oh, they're right. untouchable or... Standards really are. Right. Okay. What is the lowest acceptable mm-hmm. behavior? That is actually what standards are. Mm-hmm. And what I'm looking for, I guess, in this conversation is... How about you just do a self-evaluation? So analyze not, your business, see where... How about this? Analyze your own routine. Mm-hmm. How about... Let, let's forget about... Because I'm not judging. Mm-hmm. But how about 
what time do you get up in the morning? Mm -hmm. How are you starting your day? How are you preparing for success that day? Let's go back to... Are they hearing you do these things? Are you talking about the referral program, the pre-booking? Sure. Are you doing those things? How about this? Are you taking five minutes to just have a morning meditation i don't know like maybe my god it's holy craig (laughs) (laughs) we're all gonna be singing kumbaya when we come in my god you guys look what covid did to craig but i think everyone needs something a little different for sure but i do know the quality of how you start your day and you've always said that determines the quality of your day absolutely if you're waking up with the right mindset doing those behaviors not jumping on your phone right away and Exactly. And, and taking time, I don't know, take time to have do breakfast with out, your kids. Have, I don't work out. Yeah. Like all the different I don't want to do that, Craig. She's a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to do that. So, I, and again, I'm not passing judgment. Yeah. All I'm saying is I think it's time for all of us to kind of self-reflect and say. And self-evaluate. It, it, instead of. Instead of allowing business to be soft mm-hmm. and just saying, oh, that's, the economy is soft for everyone. Let's not participate. Let's, uh, let, let's not give that up. Like Lululemon's not. No, not at all. Lululemon's definitely $120 leggings are still going strong. And it's crushing it. And guess what? Neither is, I don't know if you know who Decker is, but Decker, Decker, Decker owns Teva, uh, Teva. They own okay. Hoka sneakers. They own, um, they own a number of shoe brands. Okay. They're crushing it. Crocs is crushing it. Oh my God. I just had a friend, the most stylish friend I have. She goes, <laughs> I have a confession. I go, what? I was ready for some tea or something interesting. She's like, I have a pair of Crocs. I'm like, oh, gross. Okay. So, but it, it, all the way of saying is Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks are now have gotten into shoes. I saw Jerry wearing a pair of Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks were when oh I was a tree hugger when I was living in the woods. Like, like, I'll get a picture of Jerry and his Birks, everybody. So, don't worry. All of a way of saying is that people are spending money. Like, don't judge it. Don't be like, like exactly. in this mindset. I want people to get into our software. Everything you're talking about. Our oh, brand partners, makes it so much easier to they just had a whole week of our powerful partners. They are aligned, our software is aligned with so many amazing partners, whatever it is you want to do, whether it's take control of your color, whether it's having um, a virtual assistant that answers all your phone calls, yep. whatever it is. And then like loyalty programs built right in, like there's so much you can do. There's so much you can like, do. Like get with your and software and like learn the learn what it offers because it's incredible. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Instead of instead of doing the hair and leaving. Yeah. Which I can appreciate. Yeah, some in some days you're gonna do that. Some days you're gonna do that. But let's get back yeah. in working on your business because I'm convinced that the recession does not have to A happen in your salon. Nor does it have to be a deep recession at all in your salon. I think a lot of it has to do with what are you doing on a daily basis? Yeah. And it comes back to that. It's, it's the it, mindset. In, I used to coach football. So in football terms, it's talk, tackling and blocking. It's just it's, okay. it's that simple. Yep. It's a simple thing. And I would challenge people to not give up. All of this business to influencers. You have your clients 
for an hour and a half. There is no way. And they can buy it from you online. If the client wants, yeah, just wants it shipped in, yeah. then you have a way of doing it. Like, like you can't, you can't give up this. And anybody that's saying like, I've heard they're like, well, I've, I have this store. It's not working. It, you have to keep working it. Oh, of course. It's yeah. not like, okay, I set up my store now. I want people to buy. Like you have to constantly market that business Absolutely. because Amazon, like we're just all so used to like just going to an Amazon. We've got to get in people's minds that you have an online boutique. So I was talking to someone that had a, a, a store on Amazon, not okay. in this industry. And they were like, like a storefront where they, yeah, had, like yeah. then they, okay. they were selling and they were doing drop shipping and they were doing stuff. I said, so how's it going? They're like, oh, it's really hard. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, what's hard about it? They're like, I thought going on Amazon, I would just mm-hmm. instantly make millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, oh no. I go, if you want to grow anything, you've got to focus on it. Right. Like, so if you want your business to grow, then you need to focus on it. If you yeah. want the plant, we're in spring right now. If you want the plants to grow, guess what? You got to water it. You yeah. got to fertilize it. You got to do all, you got all of it. There's, there's no, um, there's no magic pill for any of this right you need to focus whatever there's you... no ozempic for retail <laughs> <laughs> oh my god don't get me on ozempic right now holy shit i, I had to you, i'm sorry i can't believe you just brought that up that's so funny um please just just get focused there's one focus other. yeah and so is your like was kind of the message to like have that luxury still but have that other price point Oh, absolutely. So we, so we can trade up the, or trade down? I think the personally for me, strategically, I think the biggest mistake right now is for salons to have a single price point in retail. Okay. Period. Like, I, and I don't care if there are some salons that have varying price points, yeah. but they have their entry level price point being $30 yeah. and then it we goes up to 70 Right. I'm Just totally, have different price I'm points. I'm totally fine with that. I, okay. think the, I think the mistake right now is to have a single price point in right. the salon. Because you're just going to have so A much single miss. price point for your services, single price point for retail, single price point for I everything. I agree with you on the services because if you look at social media right now, I'm just, I just want to share this with you real quick. P- there's this whole thing of people posting what they charge for a service. And it's this whole thing like, well, if you're in my chair for this many hours and I do this service, it's going to be like five or $600. And I feel like... That like moves people away, like it's scary, and I, I don't, I don't love that by any means. I think it, it, I think it, I don't know why that would be what we would want to be communicating. I don't know, but there's because when I think about it, thing wouldn't you want to be communicating what the value is that you're going to get by being by sitting in my chair? Right. You sit in my chair. I'm going to spend one on one with you. We're going to yeah. we're going to go through a hair analysis. We're going to go like like they're going through. And if I use an extra ball of color, and then I'm going to use toner, and then it's going to be this. And you're seeing this huge price tag. And I'm not saying that it's not worth that price tag. I'm not saying that, but it's I think it's scary to the consumer. Um, so there's this huge wave of that going on right now. But I totally agree with you. There has to be different pricing because absolutely, I don't want to spend the same. Not that I don't think my daughter's worth it, but. I don't want to spend the same. <laughs> right, it's not what I said. But like, if she's getting a blow, I don't want to spend the same that I'm spending. Like, I want to have sure. different price points. And yes. that's just but my example. you want to stay in that salon. I want to stay in that salon. Why do I? It, 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 listen, I just went through with a golf club for my 13-year-old kid. Okay. I'm not going to drop $800 on a golf, on a driver for my kid. 
He's 13 years old. We love our kids. But (laughs) he needs a new driver. So Uh I'm figuring out a different, like, he's not going to get the driver dad would get. Right. Because you know what? I. You earned it. I earned it. Yeah. And you know what? You're not even that good yet. So you're going to grow up to it. Right. the whole point being is price points. If you go into any business, they have varying price points. And. My recommendation, I mean, you look at Nike. Nike has varying price yeah. points. Yeah. You look at vans, you look at, go into any type of retail environment. Yep. They have varying price points. You go to different mechanics, they have varying price points. Like, oh, if you want to get here, if he's working on it, if not, this guy's working on it, they're great. Blah, blah. Right. They have their whole pitch, but they charge varying price points. So, I think that is that. Do you think that's just missing right now? Like that, I, I see a lot of salons missing a, a price point. I think salons are right now holding back. Mm-hmm. I don't think that intellectually they don't want to do it. I think they're holding back because they're just holding back on everything. Okay. They're just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with the interest rates. I don't know what's going on with inflation. I don't know what's going on with the war in Ukraine. I don't know what's right. going on with China and Taiwan. I don't know what's going on with the House of Representatives, with abortion, with the transgender. And they're like, yeah. all of a sudden they're throwing in. My answer is there's always uncertainty in this world. But what you need to do is focus on what strategically is right for your business now. Like a junior, like I feel like so many salons just need like that junior price level Absolutely. that someone can come in and get blowouts or yeah. a quick root touch and you up. build the person up. Yeah. And they, I mean, listen, that's how salons have been built for the last 50 years. Yeah. They have a more veteran person was charging more and sure. then the new, the newbie came in and we kind of filter some people into them. They'd be a lower price. Then all of a right. sudden they became a veteran. And the, like, it's just, it was this really beautiful circle of life in our industry. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we just don't want any of the, any of that to happen. Right. And I think that that's a, I think that's a big challenging mistake. And I think one of the challenges is now is with the onset of such a high degree and percentage of, of people that are independents or renting a suite or a boot mm-hmm. rent, they're having a very difficult time being able to offer that. Right. And there are sometimes, even though business is business, there's sometimes when you're an individual, you can't implement some this strategy that I'm talking about. Right. Like you know I mean, like yeah. you're an individual. I'm talking about a salon that has employees. Right. Now there are a number of sweet renters that have brought on. Like assistance, assistance. Yes. and they brought on people so they've created their own little their own little business within the suite so yep. there's a lot of still a lot of creative ways to go about it but i think that the fact that we're not utilizing price points and i'm not talking discounting i just don't want Absolutely. this to be mistaken <clears throat> for what i'm saying i just Correct. feel like i'm just seeing a lot of salons now just at higher price levels and there's just not that opportunity yep. For some services or some juniors or however that works. What it is is you're, we're giving our consumer or our customer more reason to say no than to say yes. Yes. And that's what I'm afraid of. I yeah. think we're giving, I think uh, maybe back in 2018, 2019, we were able to right. basically say, yeah, no, this is how it is. I think right. that with not only with flexibility of schedule, 
So now people want to work with a more of a flexible schedule, more of a... a, a I think that's been great. Yeah, and I know that's something you were a proponent of even before. Oh, way before. Was giving, you were like telling salon owners, you've got to give flexible schedules. They were not open to it a lot. And now with COVID, everybody's really, not everybody, but a lot of people are open to it. Yeah, and with that flexibility and that change, I'm thinking that salons need to get more flexible with their pricing and having ranges for people. And, um, there just has to be, I think it's, I, I think because what's going to happen is I know in the business event in May 8th, I, I know someone's going to say, I've raised my prices, like you said, to raise them. And now my business is mm-hmm. softened. It's because of all the price increases. And it's like, well, no, that's it's you stopped offering <laughs> you the stopped other offering all the other stuff. So what needs to happen is like I was I was explaining. Um, someone was asking me is like how is this inflation going to stop? Mm-hmm. And I said the inflation stops with creativity and productivity. So what ends up happening is the inflation is going to stop because there's going to be new businesses that come in at a lower price point mm-hmm. than the businesses that have been inflating and they're going to offer a new price point and that's going to create the cycle. And they're going to do a good job. And they're going to do a good job of it. And what we're trying to do is explain, you need to have that cycle in your salon so you're in control of it. Yes. Because someone will come in. I mean, I still remember the day when Supercut was $10 a haircut. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I will tell you, Someone will get creative enough to figure out a business model that works either based around subscriptions or based around, um, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I'm no, not that I smart. Yeah, I totally but agree. Like, I just think it's mi- – like, from what I see, it's just like missing right it's, now. It's missing. And we saw a major, major, major void in the industry price point-wise. And that's why we came out with Current mm-hmm. where it is. Because even the – what had been considered – the entry level price points in the industry are they were now, still they were like twenty five twenty seven dollars exactly they're now in they're now well into the mid twenties and we saw it as an opportunity which is why under twenty dollars is like <clears throat> amazing so and that's why we did that's why we did what we did so um, but I that, I one last thing I yes. wanted before before we finish I just wanted to talk about um, the employee. Uh, uh, retention credits that the government's offering. And it's it was due to uh, the COVID stimulus package, the CARES Act and everything like that. There's been a lot, a lot of scams that have been out there. And I'm super proud of our leadership team because our leadership team found a solution for it. And um, there is a business that that we are referring people to. Okay. Okay, to get this because there is a lot of complexity to this. What is the employee retention credit? So basically what it is, is it's if you have W-2 employees, so this does not work if you're 1099ing people or anything like that, this, does, this doesn't work. But essentially, if you had W-2 employees in, in a, the quarter of 2020 for a three-month period, <clears throat> if, you, if your business it was affected by the pandemic uh, that exceeded 50% of sales, you have the and you kept your employees. You had to keep every single. Uh, that's what I mean. There's, okay. there, I, I'm trying to give you a general. I don't. Okay, I, I don't know questions. exactly. We'll go broad and then we're going to go broad. Okay. That's what this company is for. Got it. They'll be able to tell you exactly okay. if you can or you can't. 
do it. But essentially, if your business went down by 50% and you kept your employees, you are entitled to a reimbursement from the government. Okay. Okay. That could get as high, as high as $26,000 an employee. Not saying that's what you're going to get, but it could get as high as that. So, and there's lots of, there's lots of other stipulations and lots of other rules around it. That's why I'm, I don't want to try and give We're you. We're not saying you're all getting $26,000. Yeah, like, exactly. We're saying we have a resource that you can find out if there's any money to be had for your business. Exactly. From this program. And we've referred at this point, we've referred 36 salons. To okay. It, okay. And. Are we naming that business or? Oh yeah. Okay. The, the name of the business <laughs> is, is ERC Genie. But you can call E-R-C Genie, like yeah. G-E-N-I-E. I-E. I, I can't okay. spell. I, unless, okay. it's, unless it's has spell check on the computer. <laughs> I can't, like, Maybe I just spell checked you. I don't know. So, okay. Um, but that that's the company. And okay. just, just talk to your to your DSCs or your team leaders or anything like that. They, they, they'll be able They've to get you all, all the information. Tyler Gadwa put out a video about it too. So you oh, can look great. at Tyler evolving his Instagram page. He put out a video about it as well. Perfect. So you can take a peek and at that. Is there a it, deadline to this or we're not it's, sure? Don't know. That's okay. why I'm just telling you. But the more stunning thing at this point is we referred 36. Yep. 26 have actually been accepted. That's amazing. On it. And they've now, and of course it changes. So 75% every, it, it, essentially of salt. Of salons oh, were, were eligible for this. And there's going to be a reimbursement of, of almost $2.2 million in, back to those 26 salons. Oh, that's our number for our salons? Correct. That's oh, what that's goodness. what our salons have been. Amazing. So, what a, an infusion into your business. Yeah, there's this is real stuff. That's why... Don't um, buy a Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Reinvested in your business. Reinvested in your business. But the whole point Huge. being is that uh, I'm really proud of our team for solving this problem because there was people that were getting scammed by it. I told and, you I had like voicemails. I don't even have an employee. Exactly. <laughs> I'm an employee. <laughs> so what I would do is, is I would... I would end up, um, I, I would end up reaching out to the team leaders in ERC Genie if you need the information. I don't sooner I, rather than later, correct. and that's the company we're recommending because there's a lot of scam out there. Yeah. And two point two million dollars, my goodness. The other interesting thing is, is we ended up in in part in partnering with them or referring them mm-hmm. uh, to it. One of the stipulations that the team leadership put in place for this, which I thought was brilliant, is they need to donate back for a scholarship for uh, uh, someone coming out of high school to for cosmetology for school. Cosmetology school. <gasps> oh so God. we're about halfway, we're almost halfway done paying for a full oh student God. to come through. How so are, are a, we selecting that student? Um, there's a whole, again, I'm, I'm at a much higher level. Yep, than yep, I, yep. But yes, there's, there's, there's essays oh they need to write. I and love there's, that. There's interview so process. Gonna... So they're giving back to our industry uh, also so that we can help fund and fuel the whole thing. I so love that so these much. Are, this is the, the whole topic of today was really about taking control this of your business. This was good. This is a lot getting, of good information. And getting back to it. So And you guys, look into your Evolve Salon software. Look into your programs. Yeah. There's so have much the resources that we have. 
for everyone yes. in, in your business that it's really, it's, it's about just taking action on some of it. So, and a lot of this stuff, we're going to recap in smaller episodes moving forward with some of our team leaders. So you're going to even hear more and we'll dig into it even more. Thank you so much, Craig. Thank this you. was such a great way to kick off our podcast series. Thank you all so much for listening.